The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Medjinomics with a friend of Medjugorje. This is Medjinomics, and we will be sharing with you today an encounter with a friend of Medjugorje, which uh, was given on September the 30th, 2014. This is a friend of Medjugorje speaking to a BVM Caritas pilgrimage group. And we do this often because the context of being in Medjugorje and the context of being in the grace of the village and the grace of the apparitions there the grace of being with a pilgrimage group brings a different perspective and a different insight than what is normally would be found just in normal daily life, even a life that is constantly in prayer. Just the context of being in Medjugorje makes things different. And so what a friend of Medjugorje begins by sharing is how you grow and how you continue to grow, which is very important words for us to hear. And so September the 30th, 2014, Speaking to a BVM Caritas group here is a friend of Medjugorje. I want to take off a little bit where we left the other day with capacitor. The Japanese were never able to make this capacitor, this gigantic capacitor, hold the thunder or the lightning that it was struck with it. And they found out and discovered that they'll always have to feed that. 
And so it is, Lewis DeMarper spoke about us being the thunder through the word of God, the two-edged sword, you know, in other words, like lightning. And you can't keep that conversion that you have here and everything you're picking up and as your capacity increases to be able to continue that, it'll be the same thing, what the Japanese scientists discovered. You can't hold that. So the only way to maintain that is you do a process of conversion. And that process, our lady says, is a process which lasts the rest of your life. You'll be converting to your last draw of breath on this earth. And so once you understand that, you'll understand you've got to continue to fast. That's the lightning boat that keeps feeding the capacitor. When you need to strike out, you'll have the stored energy instantaneously because it's been fed. And so increasing that capacity always take more prayer, not necessarily more prayer, just a continued prayer, a continued life of sacrifice, a continued life of penance and confession. Nothing changes without revival. Revival does not change unless there's confession. So the whole basis of everything starting is confession. There's no place on the face of the earth where a confession is like this. In the numbers it is. Nowhere on earth. Medjugorje renewed fasting in the Holy Catholic Church worldwide. It renewed confession. It renewed adoration. People weren't doing adoration in 1981. It was on a decline. And I watched it grow from here. I'm a witness to that. Those are here in the beginning days. His father was here in 84. We've seen this increase. If you're ever here with Slavko during adoration, it'll knock you dead with awe. We were having adoration one night. I brought over some very influential people. I mean, super influential. More so than the President of the United States of America. They'd all gone to bed. And they got into the first building over there where you stayed, the first smaller building. They were all in the bed. It was 11 o'clock at night. They started adoration, and the priest started singing, and it was incredible. The adoration was so profound that you really literally thought angels were singing with us. You could hear that, but it was the people. But there was something else about it, mystical. They lingered on, and they kept singing the same song, and they kept going with this rhythm. Then I bolted from the church. Just like Paul Revere. I knocked on all the doors. Y'all got to come to the church right now. So I ran all the way from church during adoration, all the way back here, knocked on the doors, and these influential couples told them, you got to get out of the bed. Well, they have everything at the touch of their hand. It was the person who owned ABC News Sports, ABC News Division, and ABC Entertainment Division worldwide. They were the king of the hill worldwide. 80% of all the news in the world comes from Manhattan. ABC was the big fish in the pond. And so Tom Murphy, Irish Catholic, he was a hidden power. He had full voting power, even though it was a public company. He bought Cap Cities, Cap Cities bought ABC, and he had unrestricted voting on the board for the rest of his life. He ended up selling it to Eisner on Disney World, and that big fish bought that big fish, and they became one fish. But anyway, so I, I didn't hesitate. I went and got everybody. You've got to come down to the church. And miraculously, they all got back down there, and it was still going on. And so people that saw this, they go back home, they build adoration chapels, they go to adoration. But adoration started here. It was declining. Mass attendance started here on the incline. Protestants are doing things they don't even know that's indirectly tied to Medjugorje. All future events will proceed from Medjugorje. It is the capacitor and has constantly been fed every day with a lightning boat when our lady descends and ascends back to heaven. She renews that energy. And if you want to tap into it, you just do what she says to do. 
Mariana, her first apparition after she had lost them for years, was in Washington with the priest that was going to marry her and her husband. And Our Lady says in that message to her, Listen to me. And it's all cap letters. She was strong. She is the voice to listen to. Because the voice of Jesus has been weakened by our sins. And we don't listen to him anymore. And so the big thing that happened, the big sign, the giant sign that they asked for, well, I saw somebody today, had a t-shirt on his girl. It said, if you're waiting for the sign, this is it. And I thought, man, I hope not, because you ain't pretty, baby. (laughs) Maybe you saw her. But the big sign given in the beginning of the apparitions that Mary and I asked for, give us a sign, was that her watch ran backwards. And I thought, I didn't say, well, I said, what kind of sign is that? You mean that's what you're going to give us? That's what you gave the visionaries in the beginning? But see, it took years to understand. We had to pray to understand why our lady and what her actions are. What does it mean? There's a profound meaning to that. Because in New York, at the Metropolitan Art Gallery, we had stuck a crucifix in a jar of pig urine. And we called it art. And Catholic conviction up in Catholic New York was not strong enough to stop it. You heard a little rumbles. You heard a little aggravation about it. But where they sit, they say, you're not going to do this. Because we're not living righteously. We don't have the power over the unrighteous. We're living self-righteously. So when you live self-righteously and not pure righteously, you cannot conquer or go against the unrighteous. I was up on the mountain probably sometime during the 90s, and a guy set up right at the top when you go up Apparition Trail, right to the right, he set up a little booth for a souvenir shop. And three Croatian guys, and I know who they were. They were, they were 50 years old. And these people are tough. It's the Balkans. They told the guy to get off of there. He said, no, he wasn't going to do it. And they gave him a second chance. You need to leave. That's all they got. They tore that thing up. One guy came up and piled him in the jaw, knocking him strapped down off the rock on the ground. And there's no souvenir ships up there right now. And we can't do that about crucifix and go knock and tear that place up. You got gangsters doing that, and everybody's scared to do something about it. And we can't be Christian and make a whip like Jesus did in the temple. Who is this Jesus? He didn't sin. I don't think those guys, when they hit this guy, sinned at all. Not at all. They didn't do it because of something in their ego. They weren't going to have it. And that caused the respect that the, he told his story, because this other guy was creation that hit. But not going the mountain. People don't stand for it. Where's our conviction? Where's our power? This happened in the beginning that this watch ran backwards. And we got this going on in 1979 in New York. And we did nothing. And our lady tells us why she's coming. And it's because we've forgotten her son. We've forgotten what he's about. And she's come simply to tell us that, to call us back to that. You may say it's simple, but why the watch turned backwards? Because our lady wanted to come to the earth. I prayed for years to understand what was that sign? What did that mean? And so what happened was our lady goes to Jesus and say, I want to go to the earth. No, no mother. Why not? Because they have thrown my crucifixion away. They don't want it anymore. They don't want what I've done. Please, son, let me go. No. Please, I beg you, let me go to the earth and see what I can do. You see what they do, what are you going to do? 
They did it to God with Israel. Now they do it with redemption. No. Give me more time. And Jesus says, no, there is no more time. Then back up time. And it becomes clear when you read or you hear that Ivan said, had Our Lady not come, the world would have destroyed itself. We would not be here. Jump to 1984. Reagan's bearing down on the Russians. He's going to break them financially. John Paul tells the bishops, the U.S. bishops, and sends a message to them. Quit criticizing Reagan. I'm working with him. Stop your social justice stuff. He sent that. P.O. Loggi, the pronunciation of the United States, is sneaking in the doors of the White House. And Reagan with John Paul is grinding. Read Reagan's War. It's incredible stuff. And so when the Russian generals realized they were had, way before 1989 when the Berlin Wall fell, when they knew it was over for them, and it was just going to be a few years later, everything was going to fall, they were all drinking one night. And they're all together. These are the guys that have the power to do whatever they want to do nuclearly. And they all decide, we're over. Let's push the buttons. So at this meeting, and all of them start agreeing that we need to just end everything. That our only chance to stop is just go all out nuclear war. One Russian general stand up and says, you're not going to do this. You can't do this. But don't think Our Lady wasn't there. Read 20 years of apparitions that will blow you away. How many times Our Lady has stopped nuclear war? So when Ivan says the world would have destroyed itself, had Our Lady not come, we were out of time and judgment was upon us. We know judgment's coming. Everybody knows it's coming. People don't believe in God feel it. They mistranslate it into the environment's going to destroy us because we've done this. No, it's sin. Nature protects God and comes to his defense. We can't defend God because he's truth. And nature doesn't have a free will. It does what God's wish is, and it will defend him. Throughout history, it's come to purify and cleanse. Away from Noah and the flood, Sodom, and it just keeps going. So we're living in mystical, biblical times because this woman of revelations is here, and we're here at this moment, as Louis de Montfort said. So when you start putting this in this kind of context, you start realizing this is big. You're sitting in an amphitheater of something of a biblical proportions, and we will see things that we can't even imagine. And it's beyond our imagination to imagine that. And so Jesus finally gets in and relents to his mother, okay, go to the earth and see what you can do. And she's finding them. Uh, Abraham couldn't find him in Sodom. He got down to 10 people. I'll save it. I'll save it. But our lady every day comes here to the earth, and she is saving people repeatedly. And she brings those souls and those conversions, your conversions, and those hearts is changing and buying us time that we don't have. It's reversed. And I'm absolutely convinced that this was a pinnacle in the period with many other things happening in our culture and the revolutions that was taking place that happened. And we're raised through that. Many people here that was raised in the 60s. And what we have to realize is Our Lady has given us a message about us following our own interest. On August 2nd, 2010, Our Lady says, Dear children, today I call you together with me to begin to build the kingdom of heaven in your hearts. Same thing Jesus did. 
Why didn't we have it? Why didn't we maintain it? Why didn't we keep it? Since the French Revolution, we've been going straight down. That changed everything. Second eldest daughter of the church, the highest reaching Catholicism, just producing massive numbers of saints. Satan attacks. That's where he goes. It has been said that Satan has to see a legion into the cell of a monk or a saint to make him fall at night. But only one sleeping demon can watch all the room. And so France was attacked by the devil. And the French Revolution is nothing but demonic. And everything France suffers from to this day is connected to the French Revolution and us. This is a worldwide thing that spread. Liberalism, everything that took place. In your hearts that you may forget what is personal. Put the kingdom of heaven in your heart that you forget what is personal. Now, if she's a mother and you've got personal desires or personal intentions or personal things, and she's the mother is everything is telling you, forget what's personal. I don't want you thinking that way. This is a big, big statement. And something all of you here need to carry with you through these days of your personal interest and where you're headed with them and what you're doing. Because she continues and she says this, that you may forget what is personal and led by the example of my son, think of what is of God. And that's what you need to be thinking here. You need to pray for conversion, put it in your heart, Forget what personal ideas, what you think, where you've been walking, what path you're on. Forget everything personal. Forget. Not just stop thinking about it. Forget it. And look at Jesus and his example. And think what is of God. What does he desire of you? That's the question you want to be walking around these grounds. What does God want from you right now? Do not permit Satan to open the paths of earthly happiness. Wow. We seek this. We seek comfort. We're looking for a better future. We're looking for these things. Why can't I have personal happiness? Do not permit Satan to open the path of earthly happiness, the paths without my son. Whatever path you take, if it's contrary to Jesus' path, you better back up. Because it's very difficult to reverse way down the road. And many and everybody here has things they've done in their past, a path that they got that they're scarred by. And had they checked that, had they changed that in the right direction, you wouldn't be suffering today, even at 40, 50, and 60 years old. You are your youth's existence. We forget how powerful, when we're 40, 50, 60, how profound those things are that is plaguing us today, what happened to us and the way we were formed in our past. My children, they are false. The past without my son. My children, they are false and last a short while. My son exists. I offer you eternal happiness and peace, a unity with my son, with God. I offer you the kingdom of God. So we can make our own kingdom. We can do our own thing. Or we can act on what we've been scarred by as a path. We have a weekly principled use a neutral guidance for the youth. And we allow the formation of the youth to go by what dictates their friends are and the culture walks. What would happen to you as your child or growing up in the 15 or 18, you tell them you're not going to have a cell phone. Do you have the courage to do that? This thing connects them and disconnects them from you 
and your authority. I walked into my house years ago when we had TV, and I began to notice if I walked in there, they all greeted me, ran to me, my kids, hugged me and everything. If the TV was on, I didn't even get noticed. The first thing that came out was Pac-Man, if you remember that, on the video. Where they're playing Pac-Man, and I'm sitting behind them, and I'm watching them. They're both in peace. They're sitting there doing this little game on TV. Next thing I know, within 10 minutes, they're on top of each other with their fists hitting each other. You know, they wasn't but five years old or so, five or six. I took that thing and threw it in the garbage right then. Because I watched peace go to war immediately. When television came to this village, some kids here that was even 12, 13, 14 had never seen a television before. I was sitting in a house... And they had just gotten a TV, and that one of their grandkids was there. And then two or three other kids in the neighborhood came in there. I sat there 45 minutes, and those kids stood three or four feet from the television like this and did not move. I mean, it was incredible. A zombie. If you read I See Far, you know about the villagers. When they started it, they lost reality. Because a soap opera couple was going to get a divorce, they were paying stipends for mass for them not to get a divorce. That's how powerful television is. And when it comes on you, you're not grounded. You don't know what's real or not real. You lose reality. And even if you're grounded, society worldwide has lost reality. Because there's only one reality, and that's God. And if you follow his commandments, there's only ten. We have millions and millions and millions of laws worldwide. Every nation, every city council ran by Christians. But because we've lost Christianity, we've lost the way, and we feel like, well, we can't impose our way. Yes, you can. It's the only way to keep a sane society. It's the only way to keep the culture sane. Jesus appears two years ago to Maria, and the first time ever she heard Jesus' voice. Our lady appears to baby Jesus, and he says, I am your peace. And Maria was so excited. She never heard it. And she says, it didn't sound like a little baby. It sounded like a young boy. But he spoke so authoritatively, but so beautifully, that it didn't betray him being a baby. At the same time, she knew he was God. Just like in the beginning days, they said that baby Jesus would wink at them sometimes at Christmas. And they, at that moment, knew he was God. Because he was too little to do that. God penetrated them. They were wounded. It was so beautiful. And so he says, I am your peace. Live my commandments. There's no reason to have rules in your house to clean up the house for your kids or your spouses. Or when you put little four in the cabinet and everything's falling back out and you just put it in and shut the door shut and the next person opens it and it all falls back on you. The rule is already there. Love thy neighbor. If you love, you're going to think about the next person open that cabinet door. Do you want it to happen to you? Do you like it? No. The guys can tell you. You don't have to be prepped the guys. You ask any of the guys in the community, back here or here, wherever he is, they go in the bathroom, they better pull the towel down for the next guy that's coming in there. We don't know him, but it's our neighbor. We always anticipate who is going to be affected by what we do. We don't put something in the cabinet that's going to fall out because we won't take the time to fix it right. And we don't leave a mess. We clean up because we're thinking of our neighbor. Your first neighbor is your family. And if you think that way, I'll let you give a message that's sad. First of all, I'll love everybody in your family. And then you'll be able to love all those who come here. If you can't do that first, you can't do the second. And if you can't do the second, we can't convert the world. And how's it going to happen? By rules. 
I had an uncle I went to visit him in Milwaukee years ago. I was just a kid. He was in the Navy. He was real disciplined. He had on the refrigerator all these rules. Teach the kids the commandments. Love God. If you love God, God is order. And if you're praying and you love God because he asked you to pray, I can't put blankets after I come back from the field praying. I want them folded up even though nobody opens that. That's my cabinet in my living room. I want order in there. Because our lady wants me to be in order. And you feel better about that. Your esteem feels good. Where there's disorder, there is Satan. Dirt, grime, all these things. This may be convicting you. But the point I'm making is not so much that, is that we have everything in the commandments, 10, that abides by everything. All our city councils, all the county commissions, all the way through Washington, all the nations of the earth. All they have to do is live the commandments. Well, what about the Muslims? Well, the Jews have the Ten Commandments. The Christians have the same Ten Commandments. The Muslims have the same Ten Commandments. That's most of the world's population. It's one place we can meet on. So if we live that, if you love your neighbor as yourself, you're going to be thinking always of the next person. What's going to happen? How are people going to walk up these benches? It's part of your chemical makeup. And in communities, that's one thing we teach. And if you've been underneath the nuns like I have, you've had your ears pulled off. But they teach principles. Or at least they used to. And I was raised under the old school before everything started falling apart. And I already said that. The world is passing. Everything is falling apart. If she said it, you better believe it. This world is not going to exist as you and I know it. We're not going to be able to continue on the same path. Because there's going to be purification. And purification, when God sends it, is a friendly reminder. That's what admonition means. A friendly reminder. But his friendly reminders are pretty severe. And he's got to come purify us. We've gone too far. We can't do it ourselves. Our lady, when she gave the seventh secret, Mariana began to pray with a bunch of people. Our lady came back and says it's mitigated. But the secrets cannot be erased. They can only be mitigated. Because of sins of man. So we're due. In fact, we do so much that we shouldn't be here. But we are, by the grace of Mary, who got Jesus, or convinced Jesus, to turn back time. Give me the time that's not granted. And only she can do that. It's been said, when you go to heaven and you got devotion to Our Lady, and he says you can't get in it, she's back behind Jesus and says, go to the window. <laughs> and she's our ticket. I want her beside me when I'm going. Because I'm a sinner. And the more you grow in prayer, the more you see how rotten you really are. St. Francis was with some of his friars, and one of the brothers were going across the field. And he pointed to him, and he says, this is the holiest man in our order. And they started arguing with him. No, you are. He says, no, I'm the worst. Why is that? Because the more you've been given, the more grace you have, your small sin is greater than the greatest atrocities out there. Because you know better, and many of the tyrants don't know better. Or they've never known God's love. All this is a message. This is not some opinion. This is what he's teaching us. So we have to go back to the commandments. And that includes Sunday. Look what happened while you're sleeping about that. All this is teachings about what he has shown us through stories and examples of people have with life and what we have with our own lives. And so the plan of our lady is to really bring you, after conversion, the Christian life. To be so convicting that those around you won't dare say things they shouldn't. 
John Paul's standing there. He's in Colorado. President Clinton's right here. President Clinton's for abortion. John Paul's against it. John Paul's giving a talk at the airport. We went there to listen to him. And John Paul says, you know, we have to be for life. We can't have abortions. And here's President Clinton right here. And he's doing this with his hands folded like this, agreeing with everything John Paul's saying. And this guy is for abortion. Why did he do that? Because light binds darkness. It binds it. He couldn't help himself in the light. It was too much on him. And even though he didn't agree, he was sitting there in all of this statute of this holiness that he was in the presence of, that he had to do it. What cursor curses in the presence of Mother Teresa? Don't good behavior. And you go to Holy Communion, and you got Jesus Christ on your tongue, and you come out, and you cuss, or you say, or you slander. You can't talk that way. No more. Because now you've heard it here on this holy ground. My wife and I are out in the Carolinas. The tide went out on the ocean. And it goes way out in this one area. I don't even remember where it was it's so long ago. But one of the big seashells you listen to is beautiful. It was out there and the kids were around and we're looking at it. It's really blue, all kind of beautiful colors. And this college-aged guy walks up and my kids walk away. He says, that's the most beautiful shell I've ever seen. Use God's name in vain. I said, well, if it's that beautiful, why do you curse the God that made it? You know, it just came back just like that. If you're thinking about God all the time, if you're in prayer, you don't have to watch words you need to say on your tongue. God will put it there. In fact, you don't plan. I didn't plan here. I just read some books, and whatever's coming is coming. That way the Holy Spirit can talk to you what you need, not what I want to tell you. So he went in this incredible shock, like, I'm so sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry for offending. I said, don't apologize to me. You ask forgiveness for the God you offended. And I walked away. And you could go probably a half a mile away, and there's just you couldn't see water in sight. I'm a good ways away. I look back, and this guy still stooped down looking at that shell. I don't know what happened to him. I don't know what thoughts or if he went through conversions, but he was convicted with a knife right in his heart because nobody reacts that way. We're just like, okay, say something. But first, live something. God convicts if you live a convicting life. I'm a sinner just like he is. The difference maybe is I want to go confession and confess and recognize sin. We don't recognize sin in our own sins today. You've got to be sensitive to what sin is. You've got to confess. The only way to revival is repentance. And asking and seeking forgiveness. Our nation can't do anything. This world can't do anything until we do that. The whole purpose of our lady coming is to unlock the key of your heart. If you can't put the kingdom of heaven in your heart, we can't change the world. You're here to change the world. Nations are made up of man. Not city councils, not governments, not presidents. Man. God ordained that. God chose one man long ago to be a nation. And his name he gave him was Jacob. And then God changed his name to Israel. And Israel, Jacob, had 12 sons, which are the 12 tribes of Israel. Which then came the whole world, as we know it. He had another splinter from that. Biblically. 
But what this shows us is it's a man change. If God can build a nation from one man, he can change it by one man. One man would change the world. And Israel was born. And the lady's come just to do the same thing. Her messages are few as an individual and also as a group because collectively you're going to share something that you won't have with anybody else. This is what Medjugorje is uniting the whole world to. And it's really an incredible thing that you'll feel with people here. You can say things to people that you're eating dinner with that you can't even say with your family anymore. And so we have God uniting us through Our Lady. And like I said yesterday, Our Lady wants to create a whole chain around the world, one link at a time. You are a link. And so what you're being invited to do is purification, accept conversion, open your heart, live God's commandments. It's just that simple. It's not real complicated. It's not real theological. It's just basic. And that's why some of the theologians, or many theologians, have problems with this. It's got to be a more complicated formula. The world has problems with it. They're kind of come up with the economic situations. What do we need to do? How can we do this? What do we need to do? Q3 or whatever. And God is just real simple. You want prosperity? You want security? You want future? There's only 10 things I'm asking of you to do. It's that simple. I am your peace. Live my commandments. And so that was a friend of Medjugorje on September the 30th, 2014, speaking to the BVM Caritas Pilgrimage Group. Very profound words which we need to hear at this time to grow in holiness, to maintain our conversion, and to be a light to the whole world, which is what Our Lady is calling us to, to accept her call, to accept her call in our daily lives, to accept her call to support those who do her work for the world. And we certainly encourage you to continue your prayers for a friend of Medjugorje and the Caritas Mission. We are in much need of your prayers and your financial support. And so on behalf of a friend of Medjugorje, Caritas of Birmingham, the community of Caritas, BVM Pilgrimages, the Caritas Mission House in Medjugorje, Medjugorje Medjugorje.com, and Radio Wave 24 Hours. Goodbye. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Medjinomics broadcast with a friend of Medjugorje. These broadcasts are available as CDs, which are sent directly to your doorstep on a monthly subscription. For information, contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000.